Well, good morning, Shepherd's Gate. It's so good to be able to join you in your homes. Maybe you're gathered with family. Uh, maybe you are meeting together as a small group. We're just so excited that we have this opportunity to be able to bring God's word all across Metro Detroit and wherever people may be gathering that have tuned in to our service here at Shepherd's Gate. And maybe you're watching today, maybe this is the first time that, that you've ever even heard of our church. Maybe a friend or a family member sent you the link or you found it on social media or maybe just even you found it on the website. And we just want you to know we are so glad to have you here. We feel honored that you're spending this hour with us. And our heart's desire is for this to just be an incredible time of encouragement to you. Uh, this is a very laid-back, friendly church, and we just want to do everything that we can to tell you about Jesus because we just know, we trust that he is the one that is in control, that he knows all the things that are going on in, in our area and around the world, and he's the one that we can put our hope and our faith in, and he's going to see us through it. And you're going to see that today as we turn to, to God's word, as we are again comforted by the words that are in scripture. And uh, if you're new to Shepherd's Gate, one of the things that we do, they're called sermon series, and so we'll do a series of messages, usually for a month at a time. And this month, we've been, uh, we've been in, into Paul's letter to the church in Rome. And so there's a, there's a letter in the Bible called Romans, and we've been looking at three chapters, chapters four, five, and six. And there's these certain words that have been popping out, these themes that he's been using to encourage the church. And so I want to show you this. They're, they're kind of like words to live by. And uh, they're words that are important to us. But isn't it interesting, as we've been in this sermon series, as we've been looking at words to live by, words that are important to us, words that we cling to for hope and for peace, that this week there's these new words that have kind of surfaced. There are these new words that we've seen, that we've said, that we've posted on social media, that we've exchanged with others. And really, everyone now is really, really familiar with these terms. And of course, the first one is this whole idea of this coronavirus, right? And it, is it two words or is it one? It's actually one word or COVID-19 if you, if you want to be trendy and call it that. And think of how much we have spent time on this one word. That just how much this has taken over our lives and our thoughts and maybe even hearing this word brings a certain sense of fear. Maybe hearing this word uh, just causes just anxiety and it's true, it's just been, become such a huge part of our society today. And then all of a sudden, there's these, these are, there are these other new words that have kind of surfaced as well, and that I've never heard them before, before this week, this whole idea of social distancing. I mean, who even came up with that word? Does anybody know who started this whole movement, social distancing? And obviously, that's what we're practicing today, because uh, we had to, unfortunately, close uh, the doors of our church, and we had to, you know, switch to this online platform that we're using today, but social distancing, or how about this one, are we doing our part to flatten the curve? How many of us even knew what this was two weeks ago or a month ago if we, were, if we don't work in the medical field and we're not familiar with that? And again, of course, we're just trying to do everything that we can to, to listen to our government officials, to do our part in helping flatten the curve. But here's two more that, that have been kind of, the, you know, the ones that, that have probably been played out on social media more than anything else. This whole concept of hand sanitizer. How many of you, you, you wish that you had stock in Purell right about now, right? And you've probably gone on Amazon and seen people that have 
uh, are price gouging this stuff or on eBay or other places and the exchanges that they have. I mean, hand sanitizer. Who would have ever known? So funny that just even a few weeks ago before this outbreak came to the U.S., we had all of these hand sanitizer stations installed even here at Shepherd's Gate. So when we're allowed to come back to worship, we just want to let you know, I think we have them in every nook and cranny. We are like prepared for when people come back. But how about this one too? Even more than hand sanitizer, what's up with the toilet paper movement? Right, what, what, what happened, right? Why all of a sudden did that become such a thing, especially this last week? And let's be honest, we all know the root of it. It all goes back to fear. It all goes back to, you know, are, are we making sure that we kind of protect ourselves and our own and that we have everything that we need in case things get worse? But I want to end with this word because I think this word is what has led us today. This word is a word of hope. This word is a word that uh, has been such a blessing, not just to our church, but churches in our area and churches all over our country, all over the world. We're so thankful, as, as Christian said, for live stream. The opportunity to be able to do this, the opportunity to be able to speak into your homes and to be where you're at and to share God's word. And as I did, as I shared in my email uh, with the congregation, those of you that are on the email list, I want to read this scripture again because I think it is so vitally important to us. Why did we make this decision? And we just firmly believe in the words of scripture. We believe as a church that we go to God's word and we allow it to dictate how we live our lives. And so as we are going through Romans, as we're looking at these scriptures, if you go to Romans 13, this is what it says. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. And then look at how it ends. It says, they are God's servant for your good. And so today we want to start off by saying, man, we are thankful for our government officials. We know that they are hard at work. We know that they have surrounded themselves with experts, and uh, we are praying for them. We are just asking that God would lead and guide each and every one of their decisions. Because really what it comes down to is this. It's this tension that you and I live in. This tension between fear and faith reading the news, reading social, seeing all of the things that are going on, trying to decipher this and trying to figure this out for our families and our lives, while at the same time holding on to the faith that God has in fact given us, the faith that he has planted into our hearts, into our lives, and the assurance that he gives us of the promises that he is never going to leave us or forsake us, that he is going to see us through any and any situation that we could ever encounter and so if you had the opportunity, uh, as Christian said, to download our app, if you haven't had that opportunity, I would just to encourage you to do that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this is the sermon series that we're go going through, and we're actually on week three. Uh, we're going to be going through Romans 5, chapter 12, all the way to verse 20. We're going to be looking at this whole concept of grace today. And so just as we do each and every Sunday, we just encourage you, if you have a Bible with you, to grab your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, uh, as you're watching on the live stream, there's actually a tab there and it says Bible. You can just click on the Bible and then just go to the top and hit Romans. Then as you hit Romans, you can go and you can hit 5. That'll take you right to chapter 5. And we're going to be uh, beginning in verse 12. So I'll give you a few moments to go ahead and to turn there this morning.
So Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 12. This is God's message for you today. This is what it says. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Just stop there for a moment. When you think about you know, something to this magnitude that's taking place in our nation and in our world, and certainly this has happened before in history, right? That something could start in one moment, in one place in time, and spread to the caliber and to the length that it spread. And then you look at God's word and you say, it's interesting that even as sin came into the world, that sin came into the world through one man, one man, and then as a result, death came to us because of sin. And so death actually, because of that, has spread to all men. Because all of us are sinners. All of us are in need of God's rescue. All of us are in need of God's grace. And he goes on to say this, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. And so I know there's a lot just in those few verses. Let me just explain this. When, when God created the world, he put man in the garden. The first man was Adam. And then he created Eve, and he put Eve right next to Adam. And he told him, you can have anything in the garden that you could possibly want. Just stay away from this one tree. Just don't bother this one tree. And of course, they didn't listen. They disobeyed. And because of that, because of that one act, that one moment in time, we now are feeling the effects of sin to this day. And I know many of you are probably asking these questions, right? Why is there sickness and disease in the world? Why does God allow bad things to happen on this earth? If he's so loving and he's so gracious and he created us and he wanted the best for us, why does he continue to allow these things to go on? Why is there so much fear and hopelessness and uncertainty in our world? And here's your answer. It's right here in these verses. And, there, and it even has a name. His name is Adam. It's because of Adam. It's because Adam disobeyed. It's because Adam went against what God planned for his life. And because of that, because of one moment in time in a garden, we are still feeling those effects today. So realize everything that's happening around us, everything that we deal with, even on a daily basis, is a result of sin that has separated us from God. Here's what I know about sin. It does this. Sin actually brings a spiritual separation between us and God that there's a distance that's been created, that all of us are in fact sinners, and we are in need of a savior. Sin actually brings a physical separation between fellow human beings, and I know many of you have experienced this as you've had to say goodbye to loved ones, and the hurt and the pain that that causes, and again, it has a name, its name is Adam, and it has a cause, and the cause is sin. And wouldn't you know that sin actually even brings an eternal separation between man and God. That there is an eternity, that there is a life after this one. In the days that we have here on this earth, the only one who actually knows those days are God himself. And yet God is doing everything that he can to bring us close to himself, to comfort us, to remind us that he is in charge and that he is in control. 
In fact, I want you to look at what it says next because these are the words that I just believe are gonna be speaking comfort and hope into your life. Look at verse 15 in your Bibles. It says this, but the free gift, it's not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, here he is, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but here it is again, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. That God loves you and God loves me so much that he knew that when he created the world, and yes, he knew even when he put Adam and Eve in the garden that they weren't going to get it right. He knew before he even created the world that he was gonna have to send Jesus Christ to this earth to pay the price, to redeem us, to justify us, which is what we've been talking about, to reconcile us to God. And when you pull back and you look at the bigger picture of God's redemptive plan, that God is always at work and that God is doing incredible things in our hearts and our lives. And just think about this, nearly 2,000 years ago, Paul wrote these words to a church in Rome, and yet today, in 2020, these words still ring true for you and for me today. These are the words, these words to live by, these, these concepts of grace, God's grace, that it's a free gift that he offers to you and to me. And that's the hope that we have of what God is doing and what God continues to do in our hearts and our lives no matter what is going on in the world, no matter what kind of chaos is thrown at us, no matter how much confusion is out there, that God loves you and he loves me and he is constantly reminding of us of this in his word. In fact, in, in verse 17, he goes on, he says this, for if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And what he has done for us. So if you're discouraged today, realize that Jesus is reaching out to you today. If you're in fear today, realize that Jesus is reaching out to you today. And he wants to offer you his grace. He wants to offer you the hope that we can have that's only found in him. Now I know some of you, you're anxious even about these next three weeks. Some of you, you've never spent three weeks solid with your kids, right? And some of you, you're already like, man, how am I gonna navigate? Trust me, my wife and I looked at each other yesterday and they're like, they're already, our little, two little boys are already so crazy. How are we gonna do this? And so we're coming up with plans and I'm sure many of you, you're doing the same thing. You're getting out every board game that you have imaginable in your house. You're creating strategies. You're, you're creating plans of how to entertain them and, and come together and to do things together as a family. And I'm sure, uh, like us, many of you, one of, one of the games that, that most of us have in our homes is this game of Monopoly. And how many of us love playing that game and isn't it great that that game takes so long to play, right? Some of us might get annoyed by how long it takes to play, but we play that game, we gather around tables and we do that to interact with one another. And one of the most coveted parts of this game is this whole idea of this get out of jail free card. 
right? They, they want the person that gets that, that no matter what happens in the game, that no matter what, what comes their way in the circumstances in the game, if they either you know, roll, roll uh, doubles three times or they go to the, the wrong place on the board or they get the wrong card, that they have this card in their back pocket that they can play that gets them out of harm's way. And it really is that simple. Grace is, is really, honestly, to understand grace is simply that, that God has given you and that he's given me a get-out-of-jail-free card. That, man, he loves us so much and what he has done for us. And he reminds us that he does this through his son, Jesus Christ. I want us to read just maybe even the last few verses of our text this morning. Goes on in Romans 5.18 to say, Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, because of what Adam did in the garden, the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience, what Jesus did, the many will be made righteous. You and I, each and every time, we can look to Jesus, we can go to God's word, we can look and see what it is that he did, that he did in fact live a perfect and sinless life so that he could go to the cross, so that he could stretch out his arms, and so that he could take his final breath and declare it is finished for you and for me to put the sins of the world upon his shoulders that he would rise three days later from the dead, that you and I could have life, and that you and I could have grace, and you and I could have hope. In fact, here's how this whole thing ends this morning. It says, the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So again, let me remind you this morning, grace is a free gift. Grace comes to us from our God through Jesus Christ, and grace is what we cling to because it is what gives us the promise and the assurance of eternal life. And did you know that our eternal life doesn't start when we close our eyes in this life and they begin in the next? Our eternal lives have already started through faith in Jesus Christ and when he puts this faith in our hearts and our lives, our eternity began in that moment. So let me ask you this morning as we've read through these verses, as we've allowed God to speak into our very souls, as we've once again been encouraged and reminded of what it is that God has done for us, what do you believe the world needs right now? What is it the world needs right now? And wherever you're at, if you're at home, maybe you're by yourself, maybe you're with your family, maybe you're with a small group, I want you to go ahead and I want you to tell the people around you right now, what does the world need? What does the world need in this moment? Go ahead and do that together.
And then I want to ask you this. What do you need right now? What is the Holy Spirit impressing upon your heart and your life? You know, our God says that we can ask him for whatever it is that we need. He knows. He knows your thoughts. He, he knows what's in your heart and in your soul and what you're struggling with right now. And I would just encourage you as you're watching this to say those words, to give those words to God and to watch what he does in your heart and in your life. Again this morning, these are amazing reminders for us. Your spiritual life began by God's grace. And your spiritual life is lived daily by God's grace. And your spiritual life is eternal, all because of the grace of God. And so as you go out through this week and you're gonna read more news stories and things are gonna pop up and, and you know, none of us know really what's ahead even for this week. There might be times when you're feeling discouraged or you're feeling dismayed. Here is our encouragement for you today. Go to God's word over and over and over again. God's word are the only written words that have the power to change and to transform the human heart. God's word is what can pierce our hearts and our souls. In fact, I want you to see how it's written in 1 Thessalonians. It says it this way. We thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, which is what you received today, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as the word of men, not as another meme or a poem or something that got posted on social, but as it, what it really is, the word of God. You receive the word of God in your heart and your life, and this is the best part. It is at work. It's continually at work in the heart and the life of the believer. So again, download the app, have your Bible with you, write down scriptures, get into God's word, Read this passage over and over and over again and just say, man, God, your grace is sufficient for me. God, your grace is sufficient for me. God, your grace is sufficient for me. I hold on to you and I hold on to the truths in your word. God, thank you for what you did for me. Thank you for sending Jesus Christ for me. Thank you that I can have hope even in a chaotic world because of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, that you are still on your throne. Thank you, God, that you are still in control. Thank you, God, that you're gonna take care of me and my family, and God, yes, you are in fact gonna see us through this season of our life. And maybe we don't know what's ahead. Maybe we'll be live streaming the service next week. Maybe that's gonna be the reality. But God, we're so thankful for your word, and we're so thankful for the promises in your word, and that you love us, and that you're gonna constantly work in our hearts and our lives. We love you and we thank you for the incredible blessings that even in the midst of the storms, God, you never ever leave us or forsake us. So God, thank you. Thank you for the hope that we have in you. Amen. I know many of you may be wondering what it is that we're gonna be doing here at Shepherd's Gate and I wanna let you in on some of the initial conversations that we've been having Obviously, we can't gather together uh, as a community on Sunday mornings, but that is not going to stop us from being the church and, and doing ministry all week long. 
And so one of the things uh, that we've already initiated, uh, Pastor Craig Meyer, he heads up our pastoral visitation team. He also works with our senior ministry team, and so he has incredible leaders in both of those groups, and he's brought them together. And so this week, uh, we are going to be calling, we're going to be making personal contacts with all of the members of our church that are 60 years or older. Now, if you're wondering that number, that number is over 300 people. So we're going to check in on everybody that's 60 or older, and we're going to see how they're doing. We're going to see how they are physically. We're going to see how they are uh, just spiritually, if they need prayer. We're going to see if there's anything that we can do to assist them. And uh, this is Pastor Craig's email. If you want to email him, if you need prayer, if there's anything at all, he is available to you. Uh, the number that you see on the screen, this is actually the emergency number at our church. And so when you call the emergency number, it actually goes right to Pastor Craig. And I would just encourage you to have that number stored in your phone. If, if something happens this week and you find yourself in an emergency situation, please do not hesitate to reach out and to let us know how we can serve you. I want to let you know this as well. Dave Dion, who is our Mission 14 chairman, and Jim Pastiga, who's our financial assistance chairman. Uh, we're just blessed to be part of a church that wants to make sure that we are doing everything we can in the community. And so Dave Dion has already sent out emails and he's already started to make phone calls to all of our local mission partners. And so we're asking them, hey, what are your pressing needs? What, can, what, what is it that our church can do? Is there financial need that we can assist in? Are there things that we can do? We can send small groups of volunteers even to your locations to help you. And so he's already begun that work. And maybe you're watching this and maybe you're in a situation where there's going to be personal financial hardship for you. We want you to know that we have a team of people that will contact you, that will meet with you, that will walk this journey with you and see what it is that we can do as a church. And so don't be afraid to reach out to Jim. You can see his email is on the screen as well as this is the phone number uh, to let us know uh, if we can help you in any way. We don't want you to go through this alone. We want you to know that we're here for you. And finally this morning, I want to let you know about Ron Cazera, who just came on staff. Think about the timing of this just a, sh a few short weeks ago. He's our local outreach coordinator. And so he's going to be working with Pastor Craig, and he's going to be working with Dave Dion. And so if you're watching this, and maybe you're afraid to get out of the house, and you need help or assistance getting groceries, hey, we want to come, and we want to help you do that. And Ron's going to help facilitate this. Hey, maybe you're, you're in a stage uh, in life where you have something at the house that needs to be done and it's difficult for you to do that or, or maybe you're a single parent or whatever the need is, we want to encourage you to reach out to Ron and we can send people to your house, we can assist with you, we can assist with getting groceries, whatever the case may be. This is Ron's email, this is Ron's cell phone number. Again, we want to be here as a church. In fact, our entire staff is here to serve you. And all week long, we're going to be sending out videos and resources uh, through email, through social, all of these things to continue to encourage us and remind us of the hope that we have in Jesus. I know many of you have asked, what is it that I can do? I, I, what is it that I can participate in this week? And so here's some ideas that we came up with. Uh, we would encourage you to check in on, on the elderly people in your neighborhood. Certainly, you could offer to, to go and get their groceries for them. You can sign up with Ron. That would be a great way. Just get your name on the list and tell, tell him what it is that you would be willing to do. Uh, we would encourage you, gather with your small group, right? The, the mandate from the government was they don't want anybody gathering in more than 100 in groups of 100, so we know none of our small groups have hit that number and that size. So we would encourage you, if you're able to do that, if everybody's healthy, gather in your small groups.
And again, most importantly, get into God's word, read God's word, and pray. And watch what it is that God continues to cultivate in your heart and your life. And in these times, as a church, as we continue to to look at what it is that he's called us to do, man, we're just encouraging our staff, we're encouraging our leaders, and of course, we're encouraging our congregation. Hey, let's continue to value everyone we meet, and let's influence everywhere we go. And that can even be through means like this, live stream and, and what we post on social media. And that we're going to continue as a church, we're committed to do this, live generously with everything that we have. Again, we know that God is at work. We know that God is putting a hedge of protection around us and around our church and around our community, around our state, around our world, and around our country. What a credible opportunity for us to humble ourselves, to come before God, and to offer up our request to him. So we're going to go to God again this morning in prayer. And so if you're watching this morning, if you wouldn't mind just bowing your heads, closing your eyes with me, and let's go to our God in prayer now. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. God, we thank you that you even knew that we would be in this place in our current sermon series and that it would be a simple message of grace, this free gift that you offer to us. God, we know there's so many around us that are entangled in fear. God, we just pray that in those moments that you would break through. God, we know that your Holy Spirit continues to work in our time. And so God, we just pray that grace would permeate our homes. God, we pray that grace would permeate our neighborhoods. We pray that grace would permeate this entire world. God, you have an opportunity, we know this, to use what's even going on now to draw people to yourself. So God, we're thankful once again that, that you have blessed us with, with the live stream technology. We are thankful for all of the, the, the incredible people that are here today. And God, I thank you for each and every person that that is praying right now, that is listening to this message. I don't believe anyone tuned in to Shepherd's Gate live stream by accident. But God, it's your Holy Spirit that led them to hear this word, to hear your words, words that we can live by. And so God, once again, we lay our fear at your feet. We lay our anxiety at your feet. God, we lay even our financial concerns at your feet. God, all of the things that, 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 that can cause us so much grief during this time, we lay it at your feet, God, and we gladly receive this incredible free gift of grace. We receive the gift that, that you give us. And as we receive that grace, we're reminded of what it is that you have done for us and will continue to do in our hearts and our lives. God, we love you so much. God, thank you for what it is that you have done for us. And this morning, we also come together and we pray these words, the words that your son Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Receive the blessing of our God today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. And may he look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.